Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to That's Crazy Cast. This is a show where we talk about relationships, strange behaviors, things that don't make sense to us, a lot of 90 Day Fiance, and anything else that makes you want to say, that's crazy. Now, just as a reminder, this is an unscripted, uncensored show. So for those reasons, this may not be suitable for everyone. But all that said and done, let's start the show. Welcome everyone to the show. As always, I am your host, Matt Hamity. On today's episode, I am joined by the host of Flapping Gums Podcast. Please welcome everyone, Meta World Thief. Uh, Meta, uh, good to have you on the show. Hey, thank you for having me. Welcome to the metaverse, my friend. So, uh, for you know, kind of a behind-the-scenes type of thing, um, you know, I'm trying to grow this podcast, trying to get more people on. So, I'm trying to, you know, extend myself. I want to be a guest on other people's hoes or shows. I want to be on, have other people. You on definitely want to be on other people's hoes. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, you sent me a link. I checked out your stuff, and I think I was hooked within the first, I don't know, five minutes. You know, I don't, I, I don't want to stroke you too much, but I. I, I love your feel to your show. It's very uh, relaxed. I love your voice. I love your setup. It's simple, but it's uh, effective. Um, you know, and I, you know you're still going to have to buy me a drink first, right? <laughs> I appreciate the kind words, but come on, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to sound too much like a fanboy, but I know that's, that is kind of how it is. I mean, I was like, I was almost disappointed I ran out of time of listening episodes. Uh, I, you just have a very welcoming, inviting uh, presence to your show. So I, I applaud you for that. You know, I'm the sure Flapping that- Gums podcast on YouTube at Metal World Thief on all of your socials. Flapping Gums anywhere you get your podcast, folks. Yes, I am Metal World Thief, aka Metal World Jesus, aka Metal World Lionel Richie, because right now I'm easy like a Sunday morning and we are chilling. See, that's, I'm sure that takes years or your practice but that's kind of where i want to get into just a just a, all of a sudden a free flow into to to branding you know that's uh i i uh i appreciate that so much i just love that that flow of it i don't here's what i'll say okay uh, for those of you at home the riffing that comes from me being a silly kid writing rap since i was like in seventh sixth grade you know what i mean so that's there i can freestyle i can do all that stuff that is there. What it took was about 70 or so episodes of my podcast for me to be able to do that in a host type of fashion to, like you said specifically, jump into your branding. You can riff off the top, but does that remind you to plug your YouTube channel necessarily? No. So there are certain things that, you know, in a podcast context, you definitely have to get used to. But it's one of those things where, I don't know. I've been talking shit my whole life. It's almost like podcasting was made for me. I should have done it sooner. You know, the barrier for entry wasn't always as low as it is now. Uh, The process wasn't always as streamlined as it is now. And maybe I use that as an excuse to to put it off for whatever reason. But now I'm balls deep in it. Over 100 episodes in, I've done plenty of other podcasts. I love it, man. I really do love it. My therapy. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I I totally agree. I mean, that's kind of uh, like so. I started my show more to like I have two really good female friends, and they're always telling me their stories of all the disappointing boyfriends that they had, and all the horror stories that come into it. And I always enjoy those type of stories, so I was trying to sh- stretch, uh, spread that out to the world, and you know, so and then it kind of got into the point of. Uh, now we're, they're starting to get back to life and go back to work. So I'm, uh, you know, at a deficit stories. Yeah. Well, I'm, yeah, well, it's, it's the, they'll, they're gaining the stories, but I don't have time to record them. So another reason why I'm trying to spread out and, you know, have other people on the show and, you know, hopefully go on to other people's show and, you know, all cross promotes type of thing. Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure. But so now would you say your prime audience comes from like youtube yeah no absolutely absolutely i started on youtube and then um i signed up for podbean which basically is a 
a distributor, which allows you to go on iTunes and different platforms like that, Stitcher, et cetera, et cetera. And yeah, YouTube is pretty much the only engagement I have. It's, it's a pretty, it's a pretty, look, I only have 36 followers, but I 37, but like, I know the first 36 of those people are actual real fans. Right. So that's, that's what I was going to get into. So, you know, looking at your numbers, uh, and listen to your content, I, I'm, I was grossly surprised about how low those numbers actually are. I mean, um, I know your brand probably isn't, uh, like mainstream type of thing. So you're not going to get like huge numbers right off the start. So everything takes luck, you know, look at that guy who's skateboarding to Fleetwood Mac, uh, drinking, a uh, ocean spray, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> you know, it just takes lux. But looking at your numbers, you know, and like I said, listen to your episodes. Uh, I'm shocked that those that number isn't higher. So, I mean, once again, like I said, it do- definitely does take luck. So, uh, you know, that's kind of why I'm trying to help try to, you know, promote as far as trying to get your numbers up and stuff like that. So, well, what do they say? Luck is when opportunity meets preparation. And I'm putting in the reps, you know, you could, you could look at all the best podcasters. They've been around for five plus years before they got any real traction. You know, there are, there are ones that hit sooner, but I wouldn't call them quality or all time podcasts. It's just the popular ones right now. My opportunity hasn't come yet. One day I'll get to a point and I'll have an opportunity and I'll have this entire huge back catalog and the reps and the experience and the practice interviewing, having conversations, just all of that stuff uh yeah uh, i agree um you know it's like i said it's unfortunate that yeah it it is a stroke of luck um but um, i wouldn't even call it unfortunate because to be honest with you like i said it's therapy i don't do it for the listens you do it because you love it if if you're doing it for the right reasons and i kind of like i feel like we have a little club you know these 36 people i have real engagement with if this is where it ended up at like how many how many people in your real life do you know could command 36 people to show up to listen to them talk? I know it sounds pathetic from that, but like, you know, what do you want? A million fake followers who are going to tear you down once you say something sideways? True. Uh, uh, yeah, it's it's that, yeah, true f- uh, fandom. Uh, it might be, you know, condensed, but it's yeah. it's true as opposed to, yeah, uh, yeah, I have a thousand followers or whatever, but two of them listen, you know, what? then what's the point? So. Right. Uh, but I have a question, and this episode might more be about kind of behind the scenes. And, um, you know, for anyone who's listened to the show, well, first of all, thank you. Uh, but I, I'm still uh, new to this game. I, I don't come from an entertainment background. I don't, uh, you know, I've never been, uh, you know, it, it's kind of a weird. So I like to be by myself, but with a crowd type of thing. And I know that doesn't make sense, but. Um, Honestly, you put it better than I ever could have because I feel you a hundred percent. I'm an introverted extrovert. It's fucking weird, dude. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't want to be around people, but I want to hear everyone's story. So it's just kind of like be that, that, uh, among us character in the vet, see what's going on, you know? <laughs> uh, but I, I have a question about your, um, your setup. Um, normally when you post your videos on, on YouTube, um, what, what, setup are you actually using are you using like a discord discord server or are you using something else well my streaming platform is a uh, Streamyard. okay and what's great about it is it gives you all of the advantages of zoom while also being able to send it straight to youtube and the only disadvantage it, it doesn't do multi-track recording okay now i have the highest membership so i have all the features but some of the good features, you know, include you can do multiple streams at once. So I could do a podcast theoretically on YouTube and Twitch at the same time, which I haven't gotten into it yet. But I'll be honest, that's me slacking, you know, because there are a lot of people who don't know that, but I have the knowledge. So the fact that I haven't put my foot forward towards that, that's my fault. I'll always take responsibility for that. But yeah, StreamYard hooked up to my macbook pro headphones and a microphone and the microphone's going in through an audio interface and here we are i mean when you talk about Streamyard, um 
when I used to stream, and that's uh, another thing, I, I used to play uh, whatever, and like mostly first-person games. Hopscotch? Um, sure, if uh, I had an audience for it, I'd play that. Tetherball? <laughs> These are no, all first-person games. <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm a skip it fan myself. You know when you, when you when you miss it and then oh that shin hurts so bad. Um, I was a fat kid, so I played more bop it than skip it. <laughs> yes, let, let me rephrase that. I like to watch other people play skip it. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm in that same boat. You know, I'm a, I'm a I'm a portly person. You know, so yeah. When I was a kid, I used to play uh, musical chairs and just not get up. I always won. Like, look, the end of the game is to sit down at the music start. So however I got here is is all game, you know? <laughs> it's called musical chairs. They're supposed to dance, not me. <laughs> um, but uh, as what I was saying is I used to use, uh, <laughs> I used to use um, Ustream. Um, um, Ustream, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's the same concept. So, you know. I'd sign on to here and it would spread out to Twitch and YouTube and all those other good places that like Mixer and whatever that I think that's shut down now or whatever. Now but, Stitcher is the big like side one. Stitcher is like the NHL of uh, platforms. Um, so an awesome sport that everyone likes to watch. I mean, <laughs> it's very good for what it does, but also people don't really pay attention to it as much as they could. And Hey, I think hockey's the best live sport in the world, but let's be real about where it lies right now. Yeah, absolutely. Like that's um, that's probably one of my favorite sports to go to is hockey. Um, it, it's weird. Like if you watch it on TV, the action just so fast, and it's kind of hard to to pay attention. And sometimes I'll just get in a trance and I'll lose track of where the puck is, what I'm supposed to be paying attention to. You but, know, I've been watching hockey my whole life, and I do really enjoy it, but. I have to say, it just doesn't translate to television. And, you know, even something like baseball, which has been massively popular forever, you know, watching a three-hour baseball game on your couch can seem like a drag sometimes. I've never been to an MLB game that didn't, like, pass in the blink of an eye. You know, three and a half hours turns into 45 minutes. It's just the experience doesn't translate. Yeah, I mean it's something it same like with, with a concert you know going to a concert or hearing a live performance is nowhere near the same uh experience you know it's the whole the whole crowd feeling the thump of the speakers or the crack of the bat whatever the you know slap of the stick it's a completely different experience uh and don't go to a, don't go to a concert where motherfuckers get emotional because that energy is 100 percent contagious like i know you can't quantify that scientifically but there's something going on at large events where people are all emotional together and it's contagious. Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's, uh, you know, there's not, yeah, a physical, like something that's being beamed to you, but you go there and it's, you can definitely uh, experience it. You know what that feels like. If yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, no, 100%. And while you say there's not a physical, on some level there is because, you know, you look at the effects of music on the human body, different frequencies. If you're up close and you feel the bass in your chest, like you're going to have a visceral reaction. I think that's um, kind of how I started drumming. You know, I went to a Pantera concert. Just that Ooh. feel that that concert thump on it. You know, it's, hmm? you know, being down in, uh, I think we're uh, at like, say, uh, Giant Stadium, whatever it's called. I can't remember what it's mm -hmm, called. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it used that, to be Giant Stadium. Now it's MetLife. Yeah, yeah. So you feel that nice thump, and I'm like, I need to start playing drums now. And then just like all my other hobbies, eventually, like I'll play, 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 and then I'll stop and I'll miss a couple of sessions, and then I'll give it up and I, I start going around the, uh, the the stage. You know, still can't sing worth a damn. So, but isn't that literally a quote from the description of your last podcast episode? Can't sing worth a damn, but we, <laughs> we did it anyway. Um, I, I, I doubt it, but that's, if no, not, no, I'm pretty that, sure that, I just that, listened to it. Um, I, I, I don't know. I guess we'll have to agree to disagree type of thing, but if not, that might be this, this episode right here. Uh, all right. So what do you want to do? Um, Annie? <laughs> oh, <Nah. laughs> uh, it's a hard knock life. Dude, For us. one time we were like. 
45 minutes into a podcast and uh, someone made a joke about a hero, like a hero sandwich. And then I started singing like when a hero, oh no, wind beneath my wings. I started singing wind beneath my wings because she calls you the hero at some point. Yo, I got pulled instantly. The chat, the chat was like, yo, dude, too bad you just got pulled within 30 seconds of dropping like eight lines, not even like eight words. I got pulled. I not got fuck with Bat Midler or the other one who sings that song. See, whenever I hear hero, I always think of um, hero from um, uh, heroes. Um, the guy that could stop time, go back in time. You ever see that you know, show? I didn't. No, I didn't see that show. Well, it, it's one of those shows, like the first couple episodes, like, you know, save the cheerleader, save the world, you know, type of thing where uh, mm -hmm. it's like the first couple episodes. She's like putting her hand in the garbage disposal and like she pulls it out and just see a meat stomp. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Hero end up being the uh, the main character and that one of the main characters on that show. And but that's usually when I hear Hero, that's what I think of for some reason. Well, that's probably good for you because you don't have to spend money on lawyers for copyright claims. So, I mean, how does, uh, so you say you got pulled. How does that work? I mean, do you get uh, uh, like a cease and desist letter or you, you get a uh, nah, letter it was in the one mail? of those things. It was one of those things where the algorithm caught it so quickly that it got pulled like in the show. Again, like I said, within maybe 30 seconds of me saying the lines, like they just cut the broadcast and sent me a message of a DMCA claim, like, like an instant one. But no strikes. So I was like, I don't give a fuck. Let's start over and let's not sing. So like in so this is a live stream, right? So they, they stop yes, you mid YouTube. midstream? Yep. They just cut not even midstream, like twenty minutes in. Wow. <laughs> like thirty minutes in. I know a lot of times when I used to post on uh YouTube or whatever, I would at least attempt to like uh like post it first and then in the either process, uh, processing stage or very shortly after I would get a, you know, the NFL doesn't uh, uh, approve of right. this, you know, rebroadcast, take it down type of thing, no strikes, but just don't have it on there again. But that's, that's crazy that it happened as you're, you're in the middle. That's, that's uh, crazy. <laughs> that that's funny that you mentioned that uh, about the NFL. I, I don't, I think it was a podcast I was listening to recently. And the guy was like, what would you do during the purge? And he was like, I would just sit there and I would upload NFL games without the express written permission of the national football league for 24 hours, do it for the people. And I fucking died. So in that statement, don't they say that uh, any type of uh, rebroadcasting is mm -hmm. not prohibited? So are you not allowed to talk about it? Cause isn't that kind of a form of rebroadcasting? Yo, shut up. Don't give them that idea. I don't think they've really, I don't think they've thought about that. Roger Goodell has a big head, small brain. Yo, shh. I don't think that's right, but it's close enough for them to try. Right. I mean, they get desperate and looking for some extra funds. Be like, look, you talked about this three years ago. So therefore it's, you know, we can't have that anymore. Plus all the, uh, the retro pay that we would have got from that. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, wait a second. Did you just tell him about the David Tyree catch? Do you know what kind of a spoiler alert that is? It's it. That's it. Pay me. Yo, I don't like that. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> The way things go on, yeah, that that's just the next step, you know. That fucking lawyers, yeah. man. <laughs> but so I, I'm still uh, baffled about this singing. I thought if you if you didn't play it directly and it's your interpretation, I thought you still had some uh, like creative license and you could actually uh, do your own version of it, type of thing. Or is it too close that it, you know, it it didn't matter. It didn't like project as your own type of thing here's the thing it's like there are rules and there are laws and then youtube does what it wants and you have to fight them and it's a weird process it's mostly you know remote written you know written responses like pre pre-written responses like a script it's hard to get an explanation for anything and at the end of the day, they're a private platform. And if they choose to remove you for whatever reason, 
they don't really even have to go by their own rules. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's definitely uh, sucks for the people who they decide that, Hey, um, we don't want you on here anymore, or, or this isn't no good. This is okay. They do the pretty much exactly the same thing, but we don't like the cut of your jib. So. Yeah. So along those lines, I can't understand how people are out here doing like just posting people's legitimate song, their single that just came out and they're getting millions of views now. Okay. Maybe they're getting demonetized, but my shit is getting pulled. I don't understand there. There's no, there's no reconciliation with that. It doesn't make sense. That's why I'm saying this is all arbitrary, similar to Twitter where people are out here making wild statements and threats and these people are making threats and only one type of person is getting pulled. Yeah, like so like the um uh reaction videos. Well, first of all, I think they're so fake anyway. There's no way that that's a an actual reaction. This is a, you know, you watch it once or twice to know what your reaction should be. But yeah, I don't understand how they can play either the whole song either in clips or you know majority of it and it's still is fine. You know, they might say this, this, uh, brought, uh, this is this person's song, you know, blah, blah, blah. But the fact that they can actually do it and have it stay and have it, you know, have numbers on is baffling. I don't, I don't understand. And in this situation, the clip, the clip is the central part of the video. Whereas many videos that get pulled, is just some shit on the side that they showed for maybe five, five, 15 seconds just to get an idea, maybe get a joke out. Like I know people who have had things removed because of a, an audio drop that they have, which is a bit of a song and they'll remove that shit depending on the song. Now, what happens if you, um, you take it into whatever program you use and you either change the tempo, cut it up in different pieces. Well, that's the way around it. That is the way around it. It, it tricks the algorithm. It's not a real song. I mean, pick, think of any song you want. If you decided to pitch it down four octaves, that shit is not copyrighted, technically, right? Same loopholes that we were talking about before on their, for their favor. Same thing. If it's pitched down, that's not copyrighted. That's not in the algorithm. It's not going to find it. Sometimes it does. But I've seen uh, podcasts where they'll watch, they'll watch an entire movie on air and do commentary and then they'll put it into like they'll share the screen, but then the screen has so many overlays on it to distort it, to make it look like an old television. And then they'll distort the audio, maybe pitch it up, pitch it down. And, you know, now the computers can't figure it out. Right. Is it this kind of the same for like the video aspect of it? If you kind of just flip it around, that's that's why you see a lot of things that are yep. pirated backwards. You know, yep. you can't you can't yep. read anything, but you know, hundred percent of your story is still actually there. Yeah, I, I think that's it. But really, I don't know if anyone knows besides, you know, those that work there. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, it's obviously it's a computer doing, it. you can't go through millions of clips just to make sure that, you know, a five second segment isn't, uh, you know, out there, but yeah, you look at any of them, it's like, Oh, well, that's clearly that. But the computer said it was okay, so I'm good with it. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I also want to talk about a little bit more on uh your um show prep. Um, I don't like so I've listened to four or five different shows of yours, and uh, like I said, I've I've been entertained in all of them. Like I watch, I listened to the one about um graffiti. And when you talk about basketball, both subjects I don't really have a fond interest in. But I was, you're like I said, I, I don't I, I don't mean to stroke you this much, but uh, your whole setup is very inviting, and I I can't I couldn't turn away. I had to listen from start to finish. Um, but what kind of like prep do you do for your show? Do you try to? Uh, set you know every Thursday at seven p.m. We're going to talk about this, or do you call up? you know, like midnight or JD and say, Hey, you got shit going on. Yeah. Cool. All right. Let's record. Yeah. More the latter than the former. It's a situation where I want to do as many as possible all the time. And I do as many as possible, depending on my, you know, in real life schedule. 
and if I can make it happen and who I can get on as a guest and flapping gums. I have other podcasts on my channel, but flapping gums is the only one which I will never do by myself. I've had to do maybe 25 minutes by myself because people have dropped or been late for whatever reason, but it's not a by myself podcast. And my preparation regarding topics and things like that, it's almost nothing. It's I know who my guests are and I know generally what they're about. And then, you know, I'll go online and see what's current events that they might be interested in, see what's going on in the world. And then we usually never get to that. And, you know, that's a podcast. So is that one of the beauties of, um, uh, hold up, I wrote it down. Uh, StreamYard is that you can have people like hop swap in, you know, they'll come in, they'll go out, they'll come in, go out. And you don't have to say, all right, I need you to dedicate, you know, an hour and a half of your time. And if you leave, you can't come back type of thing. Absolutely. One of the best parts of StreamYard is if you go back and listen to episode 100, I damn near had a concert and I was bringing in different musical artists one by one and I would play their music. And in between, we would talk about the songs and different things like that. Everyone was on for at least a half hour and we just swapped out for four and a half hours. We had pretty much the whole podcast family on that episode. And then I also hear about the chat. I mean, is that something on uh, StreamYard? Is that the YouTube uh, or That's YouTube? Okay. That's YouTube chat. Um, I definitely have at least three trolls in it. Like there's one dude who every time, Oh, midnight in exile. Every time he comes in, he just calls me a pejorative. And then I'm like, yo, shouts to midnight in the chat who thinks I'm a X, Y, or Z. You know what I mean? Like whatever he called me that day, but it's part of the fun. And a lot of times, you know, sometimes me, you'll have a conversation and it's like, Oh, what is that thing called again? What was that movie where this happened? And then someone in the chat will be like, yo, that shit. Now, and, and then, so how's that work with the actual guests coming on? Like, so you have, you know, JD or Midnight or whatever on, on, in, in, the, in the chat. Well, would you invite them to come on? Or is it like you're only, you're only going to have these two people on and then the rest can be in chat type of thing? Nah, this is, this is, this is the fucking bar. That's what this is. If my man JD shows up in the chat, that's like, that's like, imagine you're at the bar and a friend of yours is like, yeah, I'm walking past this bar. And you're like, yo, I'm in here right now. Come by, come in. I've done that many times. People have talked shit inside of the chat and I sent them a link and I'm like, come on, just jump in and tell me what you think. And it's only people that I know, people I've had on the podcast before. I'm not doing that to strangers necessarily. Right. But, you know, if you were to happen to catch an episode one day and you had something to say about the topic. Yeah, on the back end, I'll shoot you an email with the link and jump in if you want, if you can. Yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, I'm always trying to cross. Well, I'm starting to cross promote. So, yeah, I mean, I would. Yeah, you're into yeah. crossing streams. You told me. <laughs> <laughs> well, OK, so it's funny you mentioned that because I used to um, I used to be huge in piercings. So I, you know, I got a little bit of everything done. I, I started piercing myself at one point because it, it got too expensive for me. So I figured I'd just you know, start piercing myself. But my buddy told me, um, we can't play swords anymore because you got armor down there. I was like, wow. <laughs> I, I don't know if I know what that means. All right. So the official term of what I got was it's called an apodreva. I don't right. care about that. You playing swords? You're right. playing swords with your boy? He said we weren't allowed to play swords because I had extra armor down there. But you were doing it before. <laughs> you, you guys were jousting. I, I mean... Uh, With or without a female in the room. <laughs> no, this is all... I mean, this is someone I've known since, like, like I was young. Yeah, we used to go to Boy Scout camp together and stuff like that. We didn't... Oh, so you definitely jousted. <laughs> I mean, I, I can officially say we never, uh, you know, we never did things like that, but... You never earned your badge? <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, that's going to always be what I tell people, whether it happens or not, who knows, you know? <laughs> All right, all right. So, okay, you got some work done. He can't fuck with you anymore. Got it, got it. Got it. Uh, but then I took everything out. I just got tired of cleaning everything. So I was like, fuck it. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just go how I am. So let me ask you something. Do you think the piercing thing is kind of like the tattoo thing where they say it's easy to get addicted because of, you know, the rush that you get during the procedure? Oh, absolutely. Um, 
So, like I said, I went to different stages of, you know, went before I could have the money for the tattoos, I'd go in and get pierced. And, you know, I, I would go in there, you know, and I uh, couldn't wait to get another, another thing done. So that's why I end up buying fresh needles. I want to clarify that they're fresh, brand new, unused. And I would just pick a body part and pierce myself. You know, I, I pierced my septum. I pierced my lips. Um, I pierced my septum with cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it works that way. This is but, um Yeah, there's certain like my tongue and genitalia. Obviously, I wouldn't do it myself. But I've done my own nipples before. I've done, you know, all throughout the year. Um, and then I found uh, tattooing, which... Uh, one thing about piercing, you know, it's a, it's pretty much a, a quick one second, you know, a couple seconds, there might be a little pain a couple for a couple weeks. Uh, but tattooing is a much way more therapeutic. You're in there for hours at a time. You find, you know, you get your good, uh, artists, uh, and you know, for, I, I've done full pieces for like five hours and, you know, one sitting and, uh, had a blast in it. I mean, there's obviously times where I wanted to like him and punch him but you know it's very therapeutic and uh i need to get back and start finishing my leg you definitely sound like a tattoo guy because like the p and and i don't mean like oh i have a lot of tattoos like the people who what i was saying earlier they find it to be like you said therapeutic they all tell me similar things where it's just like i don't know it hurts but then like three hours in it feels like and i'm like i don't know i've never i have no tats I have my ears pierced, but, you know, I haven't worn an earring in forever. I get it. It's not for me, I don't think, maybe, but no, I get it. I can see it. Yeah, I think just in my right leg alone, I probably have 15 hours of work, um, and that doesn't include everything else. And I'm not even, like, I don't think I'm that addicted to it. My uh, my one friend, she saw, she saw what I had, and uh, she goes, I want to get a tattoo, but I don't know who to go to, where. I said, all right, well, let's go take a round looking at shops. So we found the shop and they said, uh, you know, we have an opening with this artist. Um, his name is Jersey and we're, we're both from New Jersey anyway. So it's like, yeah, that's, that's, oh, and it was Friday the 13th on top of it. So all those things came in together and she got, she was maybe. To me, to me that sounds like all those things came together for a bad idea. Normally. Yes. Um, but yeah, you know, she was maybe half an hour into her process, and she goes, "I need to get another one. Uh, I'm not even done this one, and I need to get more." So I turned her on for sure. Yeah, no, I know a girl who got um first tattoo, huge piece down the side of her ribs, like in the very beginning of that shit, and uh, she doesn't even smoke weed, but she went in and she smoked weed because they said it will help, and you can't drink, obviously. And, yo, she fell asleep on the table during a four-hour process for a good two and a half hours. And she woke up. And she was like, this is great. When can I come back for the coloring? Yeah, some people are just like that. I, you know, I've, I've sat down in the chair and I said, look, I'm tired. If I, uh, if I fall asleep, I'm sorry. He goes, no, that's like kind of an ultimate uh, compliment because that means, you know, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. making you comfortable. You, you're not in pain. Mm -hmm. um, you find the right artist and uh, you never want to go to anybody else. No, 100%. I always looked at it like a barber situation. Like once you got your guy, you try not to go to another guy because they know, you know, they know your skin. They know your hair, all that. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. You almost feel like you're cheating on them if uh, you, you go to somebody. Thousand I mean, percent. I, I've I've never gone to it. Uh, no, that's not completely true. But I've never really been to a barber that. Yeah, I uh, come with a straight razor and and, and cut me clean. But I, I can definitely see the uh, appeal to it. Dude, I travel for work, and sometimes I just have to get random haircuts in places just because I have to, you know, not look like a fucking savage when I go into work. And I'll come back, and my barber will be like, "Who cut your hair last time?" He's from, um, he's Turkish. So he's all like, who cut your hair? And then he just like starts like, like pawing at my hair, just like grabbing tufts of it, just shaking my head around in circles, just trying to figure out what the fuck the last guy did. And it's not even like I had a bad haircut. It just clearly is not his haircut. 
Yeah. I, I mean, people from where where I'm at, there's a, hey, if you want a good barber, you got to go to these Puerto Ricans over here. They're the best. You have to make it like a three week ahead appointment. But nah. once you get in there, that's where you got to go. All right. Here's the problem with that. Right. So I'm Puerto Rican. And where I live specifically is the Dominican capital of the Northeast. And the problem is, as a Spanish dude, when I go to these people and I tell them what kind of haircut I want, they make it extra fucking Spanish and do whatever the fuck they want for no reason. I want a haircut like a European soccer player. I don't want to look like Guillermo from 196th. I'm sorry. I don't want a chin strap. No offense to you. I know you have a chin strap, but that's not what I asked for. Ask for a full beard. I want thick sideburns. I don't want you to push my hairline back. They do what they want around here. It pisses me off. I go to my Eastern European guy. I ask him for a thing. He gives me exactly what the fuck I want. That's it. No more, no less. So Puerto Ricans have their own agenda. No matter what, they're, they're going to do what they want is what you're saying. <laughs> Haircut wise, and Dominicans are worse than Puerto Ricans with this as far as barbers go. But yeah. As far as Puerto Ricans having their own agenda and doing what they want, not really. Look how that's worked out for Puerto Rico. Not thriving. Not flourishing. I'm sorry. Shout to Titi Danny. <laughs> um, okay. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get that reference, but I don't know if that's uh, something from your show. But <laughs> That's my aunt. No, it's my aunt in Puerto Rico. Ow. Daniela. Um, uh so, so here's another question. So, like I said, I was I was um, trying to get guests on the show, and like I said, trying to expand. And the person I had on last, uh, you know, I was trying to like uh, whore myself into it, and I was like, well, yeah, yeah, I, I would gladly come on your show. It's the truth, I would. Um, but then she asked me, um, "What are your passions?" And as simple of a question that is, I'm like, I don't really know how to answer that. Like. So, like, do people ask you questions like that? Like, what are you passionate about? What, what, what makes you want a uh, a good guest for for my show? I, like, how how do you answer those type of questions? You know, I haven't really gotten any of those questions, but what I have gotten is people listening to, let's say, a tame episode of the podcast, and they're like, "Yo, sure, I would love to be a guest." And then I'm like, "Can you please listen to this episode of the podcast, though?" I don't know if you want to be a part of this nonsense and it'll be, you know, one of the more, let's say, controversial episodes. And then, yeah, I've had guests nope out, mostly females like and I'm not even trying to discriminate or anything. They just seem to be more concerned about their public image and not want to be a part of certain conversations, even if they're real conversations like there are certain people who will not give Donald Trump an ounce of credit. Even if he saved the world from a meteor, they would not give him credit. So if anyone has ever given Donald Trump one ounce of credit on my show, there are certain people who won't do the show. And I respect that. And that's your right as well. But, you know, if someone comes to me with an idea, I have to hear the idea out. And if I think it's stupid, I'll call it out for sure. But look, no one is 100% bad and no one is 100% good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, but, so uh, that really kind of stumped me as an answer. I mean, I, I totally agree with you. Um, but yeah, like, I, I, I'm still trying to figure out how to answer this person. It's like, um, am I just trying to whore myself out and, and, you know, make myself heard and, you know, not really care about content? Or is there something I'm passionate about? Um, so when I brought this up to my wife, I, I get this uh, very uh, uh, snarky look and a slide, you know, response of, "Well, you used to be passionate about photography." I'm like, "Well, yeah, I still semi am, but right now it's kind of been hiatus." And I keep saying, "I got to pick up my camera. I got to pick up my camera." And uh, you know, right now it's it's only uh, an expensive webcam. That's that's the only thing I'm using it for right now. Um, I, I know once I pick it up and take it out into the field, I'll. I'll get back into it, but it's one of those things that's hard to do when it's just sitting here and, you know, this is where it's at. Well, I mean, look, one of your passions is obviously, I don't want to say learning, but like just kind of growing wisdom. You enjoy these conversations with people, getting other perspectives, life experiences. That's a legitimate passion. Uh, 
I'm glad. I wish I would have talked to you a couple of days ago because, yeah, I, I mean, I do. I mean, I, I, um, I, I go through a lot of hobbies. I go through, you know, judo, photography, uh, you know, Boy Scouts. And oh, all you do that. judo? I, I used to. Um, I, I, there was a place around me and it was somebody I work with. They said, hey, you got to come out and do judo. I said, all right, I'll come out. And it was like something like nominal, like five, 10 bucks a month or something like that. So I was like, I can't That's really lose. Wonderful. So, I mean, it, for anyone who hasn't done judo or uh, like BD, uh, BJJ, you know, it's it's an awesome experience. Uh, like the club I went to was way more into the practical side of it. We would get in there at least once or twice a week. We do uh, rondories. We do grip training. We throw. Uh, there is none of this, just the uh, the katas. We're going through the process and, uh, you know, here's money. Give me a belt type of thing. We were actually, you know... Uh, you know, try to go through all the throws, find out what you're good at. And what was nice was the sensei was actually a chiropractor who had um, uh, an office downstairs. So after our matches, whoever was sore, he'd come down, put us on the table, crack us up, send us out for the, for the night. So, Well, that's interesting because for those of you at home that are unfamiliar with the thief, my father uh, holds a black belt in both jujitsu and uh judo and was boxing since he was a kid my dad's like 78 right now runs five miles a day he's a fucking ninja he was in the military all that shit so that's who my dad is so he put me in all these things and i was kind of a spoiled brat and i used to quit shit so i only have white belts in everything but at the same time you couldn't live in my house and not know how to fight it was one of those things where my dad's working out every day and he's just kind of like, hey, come here. Let me put you in a choke. I got to practice something. You know, one of those things. And what I will say to those of you at home, growing up, knowing, and it's not even, I don't think I could beat anyone up. But knowing in my heart that no one would just wipe the floor with me gives you a certain confidence as a person. You know, there are a lot of people who go into conversations with other dudes at bars and they're just afraid because they can't defend themselves. If someone comes to you and they're belligerent and they want to fuck with you, there are certain people who have no experience with confrontation, no experience with getting hit, no experience with hitting. And just off the rip, you're at a disadvantage because you have no confidence. You can't deescalate the situation. I have a certain confidence in myself that I will make it so annoying for you that this was not worth it. I will be Vietnam in the Vietnam in the Vietnam War. I have at least that much confidence with everyone that I can stand toe to toe to you with my head high and explain to you calmly why we're having a disagreement. And also the fact that I don't need to prove myself deep down in my heart allows me to have that certain calmness and confidence to be able to deescalate a situation, whether it be my situation or a drunken friend situation. And I think that, you know, having a martial arts training and that confidence and also that respect for other people, knowing that anyone could get the best of you at any time or any day, I think that makes you a much better person and it, it creates better interactions for you and, you know, those around you. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a, um, a confidence builder and in, into the fact that, you know, I yeah, I may be able to beat you in a fight. You may be able to beat me. We'll have at least some uh resistance. It's not going to be an easy uh, you know, one-sided uh, uh fight. But uh yeah, but generally you, I ain't scared. So, uh I'm I'm 6 foot 5, 310 pounds, right? I I don't want to fight you. <laughs> yeah, that, that that was my point. I don't really have to worry about going down, you know, a dark alley and someone fucking with me. The people who actually fuck with me are the people who are like four foot nothing and are trying to prove something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, look, always, I, don't, always. I, don't, I don't want to throw you around, but I will if you keep pushing me. Like one one of my favorite stories is um I, I'm trying to remember the full details of it, but I was um picking up my wife from work or I I was meeting her at when uh, at work. So I was sitting in the parking lot and this is like a like a strip mall type of thing. So you had a uh, like a a grocery store, a Dick's, uh, whatever else. So I went. There to was definitely a Chinese food place, a nail salon, and a pizza parlor in that strip mall because those three go together. Uh, Notice, 
Yeah, I, I at least two out of three for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always two out of three. So I went to go, um, you know, put my groceries away, put them in uh, the car, and I, I saw the cart starting to wheel back, right? And I was like, oh, shit, it's going to hit somebody. Well, it it stopped in a valley, right? So I was like, cool, I'm lazy. It didn't hit anybody. It's not going anywhere. I'm going to leave it there. Well, I get in my truck, and all of a sudden, I see somebody come out of his truck, and like, uh, he's got to be like a foot, foot and a half shorter than me easily, and he's like power walking over to me. He grabs the cart and puts it directly in front of my truck, right? I was like, this motherfucker, right? So I saw a car he came out of. So me being the asshole that I am, I took the same cart, and I went over to his car, and I flipped it upside down. So... Then I see his, you know, four foot, you know, nothing ass come trucking back at me, yelling at me. It's like, ah, it's motherfuckers like you that gets people shit done up. And he's pushing me and shoving me. And the whole time I'm thinking, this motherfucker, I don't, I don't know what he's thinking. So as he's like flailing his arms, he knocks his glasses off. And, and mid, you know, him like red face and yelling at me, I just pointed and I said, uh, dude, you dropped your glasses over there. Uh, I think that made him way madder. Just that I was like, I didn't want anything to do with him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's crazy. I mean, I'm, I see people like that out in the wild and I try not to get angry. I actually pity them because there's something going on in your life in which you feel like you have no control over. So you're going super hard to control this situation right now and dominate me as a person, especially looking at you and looking at him. Right. He has no this is not even a rational situation. He's just he's so affected at home that he's still going to try to take out his frustrations on you. And at that point, I just feel fucking sad because I love my life. I'm happy every single fucking day. I don't go out to a parking lot looking for a fight. So, uh, you know, I just hear shit like that sucks there's a lot of anger in the world right now and it sucks yeah I'm, yeah it, it does and, and that's that's kind of why like i started this project as well you know i there is a lot of sadness a lot of the uh, manhattan project um, that would solve all of this <laughs> <laughs> now what is i forget what the manhattan project is i know it's something famous building the nuclear bomb oh yeah <laughs> Duh. i was thinking that the Tuskegee project Oh, no, the Tuskegee experiments is when they went ahead and just injected black people with syphilis all throughout the country without them knowing and saying that it was a vaccine and then uh, telling them to have sex with as many people as possible to spread the vaccine. We're actually smoking syphilis, uh, spreading syphilis. And we took notes on it. So that's something I definitely learned in this show. <laughs> um, and that really derailed me. But uh, yeah, so I, I tried to bring this up and, and, and try to bring the uh, happier stories in people's life. You know, it, it, you turn on any news program, you'll hear something bad or, you know, whatever. So I, I try to, you know, bring up the happiness as much as I can. Yeah, always, always, especially like you said, right now, if you turn on anything, they're always trying to polarize you towards the negative. Even, and I was saying this a long time ago before shit got real political, I must have been like 15 when I realized that I was like, how come when you turn on the news, all they show is like pretty girls getting hit by cars or kids getting kidnapped or devastating fires. Like people get hit by cars every day. I think something that is actual news is the illegal war we're going into on Iraq right now. You know what I mean? That is what we should be talking about. But you're talking about one person who got hit by one car in fucking outer suburbia that's not news that happens every day everywhere it, yeah it's just uh like a scapegoat to uh just to blame and you know it's like uh, we can put this this blame on this one person everyone go out to get them or whatever but yeah it's those those things that are behind the scenes that are way worse yeah or or more significant to your life uh all right so where else um I don't know. Uh, I, I think I kind of wrapped up everything I wrote notes on, but um, anything else going on in your life that, uh, you know, want to promote or uh, talk about? I mean, right now, life is as good as it can be during these times. This morning, I put on a fucking beef stew that I'm really excited about. 
is that why I kind of pushed back? It's like, all right, I got, I got to start this beef stew. So as soon as this is over, it's beef stew time. Nah, not at all. It's uh, it's Sunday morning and Saturday night. You know, people do what they do on Saturday nights. I couldn't guarantee a noon. I was like, I could, I could make a one though. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, so where I'm at, I mean, in probably most other areas. Yeah, it's one o'clock. It's football time. Whether you're watching watching or not, your your team's in it. That's that's time. That's kind of why I try to set this up that time. But you know, I've never really been into football or basketball, uh, and you know, Sunday is just another day for me. So um, Ag- I'm- agreed. I've never really been into football. Um, even when I was into sports, it was probably like my least favorite sport. And then I grew up and I, I didn't have time for all the sports anymore. So I pick basketball and kind of don't follow the rest. But I find it fascinating, the American football culture. I have people that I've known throughout my life who just don't work Sunday so they could watch football. So I thought that was when you sent me that message about, oh, I didn't want to mess up your football in case you watched the 1 p.m. game. I was like, oh, that's really, really considerate. But also, I don't give a fuck. And it might be because my dad raised me as a Jets fan, which is the ultimate betrayal. Um, It's the most abusive relationship I've ever been involved in. Just when I think everything is going right, you know, you've been treating me good for a couple seasons. You just fucking go and you jets again. And here I am left holding the bag, the anger and the sadness. Mark Sanchez gets to take his money, go back to Southern California and be an analyst. And I'm here dying on the inside. What has Vinny Testaverde done for you? What has Chad Pennington done for you? Nothing. So you know what? I decided to do some self-care and work on my mental health and build a better metal world thief. And I decided to cut them out of my life because, you know, what? I have no room left for toxic relationships, especially the J.E.T.S. Jets, Jets, Jets. So I, I, I'm in the area of the Eagles, and I think the, the Eagle chant is way worse. I mean, you, all of a sudden you'll, you'll be in a, in a crowd and just people are start chanting Eagles. And then it's like, well. You realize they're o two and one, right? So chanting that isn't going to, you know. Although this season it, it's going to be uh, battle of the worst, you know, who's least worse out, out of all of them. Are you wearing an eagle shirt right now, or is it just green? No, no, don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is an Irish uh, uh, shirt, so <laughs> I'll tell you what. One of my closest friends in the world is an Eagles fan, and he's a huge football fan, and he bets. So. He has a lot of interest in these games. If I do watch a game, it's because I'm totally bored and I want to see the Eagles lose so I could just text him talking shit. But at that point, it's not about football. It's more about just irking a friend of mine live. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I um, I know like on paper, football sounds good. You know, all, if you look at the rules and how it should be played, yeah, it looked like it, it looks like it should be my cup of tea. But the actuality and practicality of it, they don't play uh, the way I would like them. So, yes, I, I know enough about football to whoever is whoever's roots for a team. I'm always against that. And I just want to start shit with them. And, you know, as much as I can egg them on, I'll go for that. Hey, man, we're from the Madden generation. We at least know, you know, like it's all it's weird. Again, American football culture is so crazy. Two dudes who don't like football know everything about football, the ins and outs of the game and shit like that. And that's not normal. How many people do you know, know the ins and outs of even even hockey? Like how many people know exactly what icing is, you know? Yeah. And, and, and when you do know and you try to explain to you, to them, you're like, shit, is that actually how it is? And then then you're trying I feel to that way sometimes you're drawing <laughs> diagrams and it's like, yeah. oh, fuck it. Yeah, they touch it when they weren't supposed to. How about that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I like that one. Actually, I'm going to start using that as my go to explanation because you're right. I am out here drawing diagrams and whatnot. Well, it's got to cross two lines and then got to avoid the trapezoid. And oh, shit. What uh, are those lines for it? For icing? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's what you put on the cake. Um, oh, man. What also gets me, and I always have this discussion with, is the, the that's my team. Um, I've never liked possessive words to describe a football team. You are in uh, zero uh, possession of that team. So to call them my team or us or you. No, we won. <laughs> I hate that. We won. Who, who's we? Where, where's your Jets check, uh, you know, come Monday morning? You know, I don't that's see it in the mail. That's what I'm saying. 
I mean, we were on the same couch. I didn't see we win nothing. Your ribs are still intact. What are you talking about? How many hits did you take? Do you need a concussion protocol right now? I don't think so. You need a nacho protocol because you just ate my shit. When when Monday you could be a Bucks fan and then come Thursday, you know, you're a Chargers fan. That that you're not part of that team, you know. It's uh Actually, more accurately, uh, Monday, you're a Patriots fan, and Tuesday, you're a Bucks fan. And look, I don't follow football, but I'm a big Tom Brady fan. I, I respect the fuck out of him for being so good at his job. And I feel that way about anyone really good at their job. I'm like, man, fuck the Patriots. Fuck football. Fuck everything. But you are so good at your job for so long. I just respect that high level of greatness. Yeah, there's there's years of practice and, you know, just uh, whatever going into your craft that if you're that good, yeah, it shows. You know, even someone like LeBron, who's kind of a whine around the court, but like, dude, excellence just for so long. I'm he wins a championship. Good for him, dude. Anyone who can sustain that type of type of behavior. Who's he playing for now? Like I said, this shows my the Lakers. They're in the finals. There's a game tonight and he might win another championship. So would this be the uh, this could be the, the game winning uh, game? The clincher. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one thing about my job. They're always coming around with different pools of gambling and stuff for for different games. Mm-hmm. And it's always, hey, do you want in? Yes, I do. I don't care what sport it is. You know, here's my money. I'll be in. I, you know, I don't watch the sport, but if I can win money back, I, I'm in. I don't care who I'm who I'm betting for or against. You know, here's the thing with that. That's a good professional move. I personally don't like gambling, especially on sports, because I don't like the idea of having my fate in another person's hands and I have no control over it. That irks the fuck out of me. And that's probably something I should see a therapist about because there might be underlying issues building into that. But what I will say is having been that guy to say no to every pool, people look at you sideways in this country. If it, Oh, you're not going to watch the final four. Like, no, who wants to watch seven, 19 year olds plays, play basketball? Like, no, it's terrible. I, I don't like football. Now, to be fair, no one's ever come up to me to try to put in on a Serena versus Venus Williams pool because I watch the shit out of that. I love women's tennis more so than men's tennis because they volley more and there are less aces. Yeah, it, it, you don't want to just see a game of back and forth of ace point, you know, set match. That, you know? Yeah, and that's <laughs> what the, the best men are because they're the hardest servers. Yeah, and, and so you. You might as well just watch someone hit a ball against the wall at that point. You know, it's exactly no, exactly. But yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, you put me in a casino and I'll be bored to tears. But you come around with a like a a pool of whoever's in some championship. Here's money. I don't care. I'll put me in a block. I don't care. Put I'll take I'll take my odds, you know. Look, I've been to casinos a handful of times in my life, and it was mostly to go to the club in the casino. Or we're doing a birthday weekend and someone else likes to play games. I just sit at the slot machine, pretend to be playing, and collect the free drinks. That's my that's my whole move in a casino, dude. I got four bucks for thirty dollars worth of free drinks, watered down drinks. Yeah, I got that. It sucks that some casinos, like I'll go on to cruises from time to time, and you get all these people saying, "Well, Tennessee or whatever," that they have casinos and they have bar service. Uh, but it's still you still have to pay full price for it. But like, well, then that's that kind of like, defeats, that the, defeats pur- the purpose. Yeah. So you have to pay full price, and you know a tip is expected. Uh, so oh, I you use, always tip. You got a yeah. tip, dollar oh, per ab- drink. Absolutely, at, at least a dollar, right? At um, least now, yeah. Inflation. When I yeah. was a kid, it was a dollar. Now it's two bucks. Yeah, but like, so I usually go to Atlantic City. That's kind of where I'm closest. But yeah, all those yeah. are you know they come around. Some of them are way better. Are way better. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's. It's weird that they said, yeah, it's a full, it's, it's pretty much, uh, you know, uh, uh, not really doing you a favor. If they're coming around with drinks, I could just go to the bar and get it, you know, twice as much, pay twice as much. I mean, that's just weird to me. Would you rather go to a casino with an open bar or an open buffet? Well, if I'm driving, obviously a buffet, um, but a bar, I guess, because Especially like some value. Of the, yeah, the uh, the buffet food is some are obviously better than others, but yeah, it's 
I'd rather drink than eat. So, generally speaking, I like to save my calories for the drinking. I know when I'll get full. And then once you're drunk, you can come back and circle around the buffet later and you will have no qualms. It's kind of hard to go fucking buffet first and then be like, here, drink something. Like, ugh, stuffed. Had four orders of eggs Benedict. Look, I know this is all frozen and pre prepared, but uh, I'm drunk enough that it doesn't matter. I just need some substance in me to soak up some of this alcohol. Word. Word. Also, if you get drunk first, you might still have confidence to go back into the club and talk to a girl. If you eat food first, you just have the confidence that you will go back to your room and take a nap. That is it. And and, and when it's 1 a.m., let's be real. It's not a nap. You're just going to bed. So, so yeah, being uh, having a mouthful of uh, various smells, even with mints or whatever. Yeah, you always are worried about, uh, you know, am I going to offend her that way? That's that's why I'm almost glad that masks are a thing right now. Uh, at least that kind of shields you off, gives you some uh, extra protection, you know. Hilarious. Uh, I agree with that for a different reason. I don't, I can be totally unkempt. Like, I don't got to comb my hair. I could just look wild and go to, go to the store and no one knows who the fuck I am. I'm wearing clothes with holes in them. No, I'm not. But I could if I wanted to. And I like the freedom of it. The anonymity. Plus, I'm a, um, as gross as it's going to sound, I'm a wet talker. I know I am. As I talk, sometimes if I'm massless, I'll see the projectiles come out. So 100%. It, 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 I'm like, that gives me extra confidence of knowing that only I am going to enjoy this uh, waft of uh, my past, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Uh, I... I don't know if I'm necessarily a wet talker, but I get excited. And when people get excited, they're always wet talkers. And I'm Puerto Rican. So this is just how I talk. Ain't you seen any of my movies? That might be the biggest point of contention between myself and my girlfriend. She always thinks I'm yelling at her. And then it gets me so fucking infuriated because I'm just talking at my natural voice. Puerto Ricans don't have an indoor voice. I'm sorry. We start at 11, you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh. yeah. I, I've seen people like as I'm talking to them, they're rubbing their eye, rubbing their face, and I'm like, "Oh shit, I know that's a hundred percent me." <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and then at that point, I've been I there just, too, where you catch it and you don't want to do it, but you got to do it. And then you kind of just about face. We'll, we'll talk again later. I don't. I don't want to, you know, drown you anymore. <laughs> See, the thing is, here's the thing: if you're a good person. You got to fall on your sword for, for the person you're talking to. So what you do is then you fake a cough and then put that shit into your elbow. And then like you could validly put your elbow all the way up to like your eyebrow area. And it seems like you were just trying to hide a cough from people. But really, you were just trying to get rid of spit. Levels to this shit, my dude. That's a good tip. I'm going to have to use that. 100%. 100%. <laughs> All right. Um, so I think we kind of, uh, I don't know, talked everything we wanted to. Um, I just, I just uh, have one more statement. Sure. Go ahead. I'm holding you hostage and you're absolutely going to be on my podcast in the next few weeks. Uh, absolutely. You tell me date and time. Uh, we'll do. Anything after 3 p.m., I'm good. Or on the hey, weekends, we'll talk I'm off air about this, but yeah. Yo, thank you for having me. For those of you at home listening again, Flapping Gums podcast on iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts at, Flapping Gums on YouTube, at Metal World Thief on YouTube, at Metal World Thief on all socials. I have another podcast called Metal World Sessions, and it is royalty-free, original, composed beats by myself that you can use for background music, intro music on podcasts, whatever videos you want to do, freestyles, raps, what have you. I have one called Ish I Don't Like, and that is me ranting about Ish I Don't Like. Control Save podcast, where I just do one big long music session over beats I made and I freestyle and then tell you the thought process behind them. I am also on the Rec League Heroes, which is an NBA podcast, which kind of took a hit during the pandemic. 100% though, we're going to reboost this once trade season comes in. I'm excited. Thank you so much for having me. This was a great time, dude. Awesome. Uh, same. I, uh, I'm glad to have someone 
very uh, profound in what they do and enjoy it. So I, you're welcome back anytime. Hey, thank you. And again, we'll work this out off air. We're going to have you on. All right, cool. Um, you have been listening to That's Crazy Cast with Matt Hamity. I want to thank everyone who stayed this long to listen to what we had to say. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with your friends. Now, if you didn't like the show, you can share that to the people you don't like as much. Feel free to send all questions and possible future topics to mhamityphoto at gmail.com. That's M-H-A-M-I-D-Y photo at gmail.com it may just end up on a future episode stay safe but keep the crazy coming see you next time everybody 